Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, the podcast for your ears. I'm Jason, a.k.a. you're not as busy as I used to be. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we review our week and then it's time for the official Speaking of Tangents Super Bowl preview. You do not want to miss it. Then we'll have some more real thoughts, talk about our first world problems, and have a slice of Minnesota nice, don't you know? Mixed in with some good old-fashioned Southern hospitality. Oh, and somewhere in this mess, we'll play Do We Have a Guest? I mean, I guess that gives you the answer to Do We Have a Guest when I'm not even sure what part of the segment it's in, but... um... And then we wrap it all up with our recommendations. Well, somebody's recommendations, your feedback, and of course, some super crazy Amazon reviews. All that... Plus, several conversational tangents. And speaking of tangents, I just want to say to all those out there on both sides, I love you all, whether you're for or against watermelon. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Hiya, Jason. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. What's up? Good. Good? Good, yeah, that's it. Good is definitely up because you are finished with your no sugar, no carbs fast, right? Yes and no. Oh, okay. How how so? I'm finished with it, but it's just kind of eh. It's, um, you know, last last week when we were talking about this i was really looking forward to that day of that you know that sunday of it wrapping up and being able to eat just basically whatever i wanted yeah and so i ate like a cheeseburger and fries on sunday afternoon and then monday ate like pieces of pizza and i ate a cookie and it was just like eh and i even drank a coke and even that was like i drank like half of it and i was like i don't really want this really so it's like my body chemistry changed and my taste changed where, you know, I wasn't as interested in it once. And this is, I think this is human nature. Once you, when something is unattainable, you want it more. And then when you have it, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't such a big deal. <laughs> the anticipation was better than the actual event, in, in other words. So you had a lot of sugar. How did it, did you feel any differently? Um, yeah, I had a lot compared to not having any right. basically for 20 days. So it, it made me feel rough. Okay. Like I said, I drank like half a Coke and drank like and ate like ate like one cookie, and that night I was just like I felt like I was gonna die. So it's um, sugar is poison. Sh- sugar definitely is poison. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. Today is my last day. Yes. And I feel great. Have I have I have I disappointed you some <laughs> with my results? No, because I'm kind of feeling that way too. I don't, I don't oh. have those sugar cravings as much now. Mm-hmm. Um, my habit is better at not wanting sugar after a meal. Cool. Um, I've got more energy. I feel just sort of lighter. I don't feel so yes. bogged down. Yep. But starting tomorrow now, the next step is to start to reintroduce different food groups, one group, food group at a time, to find out what, how you feel with certain things. So I think, th- but mm. they, do, they do say, they suggest that if you didn't really miss it, don't reintroduce it. There's no reason to. See, that's, I, I should have heard this before last weekend <laughs> because yeah. I just went, 
I, I went from eating very little to no carbs and sugar to eating a cheeseburger, fries, a cookie, and a Coke within about an hour. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, maybe that was a mistake. Maybe my maybe. results have been from <laughs> just my own stupidity. Well, I think first up is dairy. And mm-hmm. I didn't miss dairy as much as I thought. Um, oh, see, so I, was, I was still eating dairy, so. Yeah, dairy was out for me, except for eggs. Mm-hmm. Is, do, are eggs considered dairy? They must be. Uh, I think of eggs, no. I think of dairy has to do with like a cow. Yeah. Like milk and cheese and stuff. It has to be some sort of milk-based milk product. Milk-based product, okay. I don't consider an egg dairy. It well, may be, who knows. Neither do they, because eggs are allowed. Oh, well then I would say it's not dairy. Yeah. So anyway, dairy, I, the, the thing I miss most about dairy was, you know, adding some milk to my coffee, which I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to reintroduce. Uh, the cinnamon has done the trick. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, I miss a glass of milk with my supper, so I yes. may do that, and I have occasionally missed cheese. Mm-hmm. But what I'm missing the most, I don't know exactly when sugar and alcohol can be reintroduced. Actually, sugar I'm not missing as much, but I would like to eat like an occasional piece of chocolate. Yeah. Alcohol, I would like to get back into drinking my glass of wine. <laughs> But I think those are probably last, or they may even suggest, I haven't gotten that far reading, mm-hmm. but I think they might suggest that you don't ever reintroduce those. Actually, that's not true. I did read a chapter that said, we don't want you to feel like you can never eat anything bad for you. But yeah, that's um, the thing. just figure out what your body likes, what your body doesn't like. Um, I think after dairy is um, legumes, reintroducing legumes. Mm-hmm. Um or, and then maybe carbs next with, like, rice and stuff. Um, so, anyway, I I feel pretty good. And we'll see cool. what... I kind of am nervous for tomorrow because I like how I feel now. So, I don't really know if I want to... I don't have to think as much about what I'm going to eat because I know what I can't have and what I can have. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I've, I've gone from I have to concentrate on, okay, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, what am I going to eat today? Because i got to eat something, and is it going to be another apple and peanut butter? Is it going to be a salad? You know, am I going to drink a glass of milk? You know, I'm going to eat an orange, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. To now, I've been like, oh, whatever I got in the house, I eat. So, um, yeah. so I what I'm going to try to do going forward is to, I, I'm going to try to basically do without the Cokes and without the sweets as much as possible. Um and not just do it because I can. Yes. In other words, that's my goal too. Occasionally, I'll have, uh, you know, a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, I'll have wine, even though it sounds like I drink about eight glasses of wine a day previously. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, but we are gonna maybe go. We through... need another. Maybe we need another program <laughs> that you should be involved in. We are gonna go through our fridge and get rid of the stuff that we don't. We should have done this before we started. But we <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, see, if it would have been in the refrigerator, that would have been much worse for me. I would have wanted to eat it. So I basically got rid of every week. I kind of, and this is part of my problem is before I started the 20 days, I kind of didn't want to throw away anything. Mm-hmm. So I basically, the week before, knew I was going to do it, just ate <laughs> everything, oh. <laughs> which well, was I, a dumb way to go into it. But, you know, I, I was like, you, we didn't want to throw anything away because we didn't know how this thing was going to go. Right. But now we know what we don't miss we're going to go through and and purge so it's good though it's good i can highly recommend going 20 days um i might not do carbs again next time just because after the first you know 10 or 15 days the carbs was the rough part um definitely the sugar was was nothing after like the first couple of days and you know getting rid of cookies and cokes did a lot for me 
honestly. Good. But uh, I'm I'm approaching it now from the point of view of everything is permissible, but not everything is good for me. So I'm going to try to stick mainly to what's good for me, but not completely rule out stuff that's bad for me every now and then. Just kind of limit it. You know what I mean? I do. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Um, Anything else been going on? Oh, yeah. This, this is a huge week for me. Big week. Mm-hmm. So you, if you recall a few weeks back, I said that I marked the date on my calendar for when I needed to cancel my free HBO trial so yeah, that I wouldn't be charged. Time flies or whatever. Time flies, time, yeah. Timely. Did you have that set up? I that? didn't put it on that. I put it on my Tell Me Later app. <laughs> okay. Which is, I could go and is ask. Is this another one? I could just ask Siri to set me a reminder, but Siri doesn't understand me, so I, I type yeah, it into yeah. my Tell Me Later app, which I like very much. I have, my, I have my digital assistant, Alexa, doing that for me. Yeah, well, she's better at it than Siri. She's still pretty cool. Good. I'm glad you, you guys are working it out. Yeah, I'm sure the government is listening to everything that I'm saying yeah. and everything that happens in my house now. But, you know, what? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm boring. Nobody's interested in anything I'm doing, and I'm not doing anything illegal, so nobody cares. Well, Siri definitely, well, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe maybe the government's still listening to me through Siri, and I have no and idea. Why do you think that cell phone technology has grown so quickly and become so inexpensive in the last 10 years? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. That's for a different day. It's for a different podcast. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this past Sunday was the day we needed to cancel the HBO trial. Mm-hmm. So here are the main things I did with my HBO trial. So I mentioned a few weeks back in the recommendations section that we watched straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. And then basically I watched the entire Westworld seri- season. And I watched, we watched all six seasons of Veep. And I know that's... Veep is basically the main thing I watched. That was my favorite part of it. Yeah, it was a lot of binging for me this month. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're spending this whole month eating healthfully, so we might as well do something that was bad for us. I was going to say, you're fasting on food, so you're binging on TV. Yeah. So we decided Saturday night, okay, well, we need to watch something on HBO. This is our last night. So sort of Mm -hmm. like a last hurrah. So we watched a movie that I have never seen, but have been chastised numerous times for not seeing it. And that was My Cousin Vinny. Oh, that's yeah, a great movie. It's It was so great. We loved really it. Really good. Mm-hmm. That was, so I'd put that in the recommendations if anybody out there still hasn't seen it, which I don't think, <laughs> I think now that we watched it, everybody's up on My Cousin Vinny. Well, you never know. Rob has never seen Spinal Tap. That's so. true. So and I've never seen The Wizard of Oz, so. Okay, well, you need to do that. Yeah, I think you need to do that. That's that's like a classic. It's got music. It, well, it's a that's true. It is a musical. Yeah. Nah. Well, my cousin Vinny was our matinee. Then we mm-hmm. took a couple hours off, got some things done around the house, and then we watched Michael Clayton. Okay, have that you, I haven't seen. You have to see Michael Clayton. I think you'd like Michael Clayton. Is that George Clooney? Yes. And he's a lawyer or something like that? He's a lawyer, but he really mm-hmm. plays a fixer. Clean, oh, okay. Yeah. I'd seen it before, but, you know, it'd been a while, and I, I knew that I'd probably forgot some stuff. But really, I think I was just being selfless to allow the other person living with me to see it for the first time. <laughs> okay. Had she seen um, My Cousin Vinny before? No. No. Oh, that's, I was going to say, maybe it was, you know, turnabout is fair play, but okay. Yeah, no, no. no. So, I thought those were pretty good choices. 
for our last two. Um, My Cousin Benny, great movie. Really, really good. And actually, earlier in the day, this has nothing to do with HBO, but yes, I had a very lazy Saturday. But but at least for during this... How many movies did you watch? Three movies. But this movie was on TV, and I was just sort of had it on while I was getting stuff done around the house. It was on like TBS or TNT, but it was Dirty Dancing. Oh, that's another movie I've never seen. Oh, you have to see it. You probably wouldn't like it, though. No, I wouldn't. It holds up, though. I really thought it held up, and... I probably haven't seen that movie for maybe 20 years. and Wow, it's that old? It's from the 80s? Yeah, it's from 90s? the 80s. I'm pretty sure it's from the 80s. Late 80s, okay. maybe early 90s, but I think it's mm-hmm. late 80s. Wow, so anyway, I, I watched that too. <laughs> You've seen more movies in one day than I've seen probably in the last six months. I, I bet you haven't watched three movies in the last six months, maybe 12 months. You're, you're, also, you're not even mentioning the movies I've seen in the theater. La La Land, <laughs> Kitten right, I Figures. Forgot. I haven't been to the movie theater in over a year, too. Yeah, well... That's that's a result of, you know, procreation. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I'm going to miss my HBO, but, you know, life goes on. Yeah. What about you? I forgot you? to cancel mine, so I'm paying oh, for did? it for another month, yes. Where was Alexa on that one? Well, you got to tell her in order to be re- her, in order for her to remind you, so it's my fault. That's true. Um, anything else for you this week? Um, no. No? Okay. That I can remember. Well, I've got one more thing. I told you it was a big week. Yes. So Saturday we had the lazy day. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was more me. But <laughs> this past Friday night we went to Twins Fest at Target Field in Minneapolis. So I didn't know you were a twin. <laughs> Oh, not that. Oh, you mean the baseball team. Sorry, go ahead. I do mean the baseball team. I'm pretty sure most, if not all, MLB teams have this kind of thing. I know the Cubs do. I think they call it the Cubs Convention or something like that. Well, that's a pretty lame name. Yeah, it is. Twins Fest isn't that great either, though. Well, it's better than Cub Convention. I might be wrong, but I think it's called Cub Convention or Cubs Convention. Unless they go CubCon for short, and then I really want to punch them in the face. I don't know if they do that. I've never been to the I Cubs convention. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's. I think they're almost always held in winter because otherwise they're pretty much in their season. True. And it's usually a weekend of activities. Like They have like town hall meetings where the, the owner and the manager and the general manager sit up on a stage and you can ask them mm-hmm. questions. Um, they have like a dunking booth where the players get in and you throw the ball. No, the, there's no dunking booth, but okay. there are... Games like they'll set up games like minute to win it, and then the players have to try these silly little games, silly little hmm. things. This year they had like a fan feud where um, the two players were playing against each other, and then they brought up a couple fans to mm-hmm. like this TV show Family Feud. So it's just a way to for the players to interact with fans, make fools of themselves. There are autograph tables though. This yep. is where, this is the, well, first of all, let me back up. At Fan Feud, I got to meet my boy, not JT, a <laughs> different say, boy. What he, what's he doing there? Um, actually, I've met, this This is Brian Dozier. Have you heard of him? Baseball yes. player. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he's a baseball player. Second base, <laughs> he, you know, he's starting to get nationally recognized. This past year, he went to the All-Star game, and yep. there's... Starting to hey, be, if I know his name and he plays for the Twins, then he's yeah. relatively famous. He's from Mississippi. <laughs> oh, cool. 
but he, you know, he, he start his name's starting to become thrown out there for major trades. And so far, the Twins have said, we're not trading him. We're not doing that. But in Twins' true fashion, they will probably trade him, and then he'll become another poppy, big poppy. Yeah. Is he the most high-profile player on the team right now? He, maybe, it's either him. He's the only one. I can't think of any other players. Well, there's Joe Maurer. Oh, I forgot. I I thought they traded him. Joe Maurer. That tells you how they operate. No, Joe Maurer signed a lifetime contract with the Twins, but he is not... Hmm. He is he's on the old side now and he's really not he's still a big draw people love him mm-hmm. but he he's not the player he was maybe that's why I thought they heard they traded him because I hadn't really heard of him maybe in a couple years yeah so anyway this time I met him again and I I said to him you know we need to find a way to get you a no trade clause and he just kind of laughed it off and said well maybe in a few years but this year <laughs> I got to take a picture with him cool. And oh, yeah, I, was, I saw that on Twitter. I was shaking because I was so excited. E- either that or um, I really do need glasses because the picture was blurry. <laughs> a little blurry. <laughs> but So that was the highlight of my night. But anyway, the main reason I bring this up, because it bothered me that they charge different prices for autographs depending on who the player is. You have to pay per autograph? Yes. Thankfully, I don't care about autographs. Because yeah. I'm not going to pay for it, and I, I don't care about. Did you have to pay for it. the picture, or just no? Yeah, that's I, the way I'd be. I don't care about autographs. I just grabbed him after fan feud was over and asked him, mm-hmm. talked to him a few minutes, and then asked him to take a picture, which is the cool. way to go. So and people, kids based- were coming up to him to ask for autographs, so you can get an autograph with him, or you can stand in a long line and pay twenty five dollars to get an autograph with him. See, that's crazy to me that mm-hmm. that uh, the they shouldn't do that. They should just if they're going to have this fan event. If the, that's a team-sanctioned thing and players are going to be there, they should just let them sign autographs and not charge per autograph. Well, here's the here's why. It's okay. a all the money goes to charity. Oh, so different story. It's a okay. it's their major fundraiser of the year. It goes to um, uh, I can't remember what it's called the charity, but all the money mm-hmm. goes to it, and then it and then they they the twins then spread it out to local charities. So you basically circumvented giving the money to people that need it. Well, I gave money elsewhere, but I'm not paying for an autograph. I'm joking. But you're right. That would be the only reason that I would, if I wanted an autograph, where I could justify paying, you know, 10. I think the range was like 10 bucks all the way to 40 bucks. Yeah, and then that's a different story. That's absolutely a different story. If it's the team trying to make money off of the player signing autographs or even like Pete Rose does or did, you know, when he goes to these conventions and charges money, if I have to pay to get somebody to sign something i'm not interested in it Mm -hmm. i don't care no that instantly makes me go no thanks i don't even want you to give it to me now yeah i'm I'm good right but i guess how would you feel if you were the player that only got 10 bucks oh yeah obviously the uh (laughs) versus 40 yeah right the the big stars are the ones that are charging more and the twins of course know that so it's sort of like price gouging right but the money's going to i'm guessing the i'm guessing the money the the price is set by the team Probably. And not the player going, hey, because oh, no, some the, unknown guy got out there, relatively unknown guy, to, you know, did some, you know, 25th player on the team got out there and said, I want $50. And like nobody stood in line to get his autograph. He'd probably feel bad. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, I think the twins do set it, set that okay. price. And that makes sense. Speaking of me giving money to the organization, I went mm-hmm. to the twins yard sale. 
So we can when? put this, we can add this to our pronounce this segment. Because do you remember early on in one of our episodes we discussed, is it a rummage sale? Is it a garage sale? Is it a yard, it a yard sale? Oh, yeah. Yes. And I believe that I chose rummage sale. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's a yard sale in Minnesota. Maybe that's yes. what we're supposed to call it. It's absolutely yard sale to me and always has been. Okay. Well, rummage sale, you rummage through things. That's, I think, but where the that. stuff is in the yard when you're selling it. Well, or, yeah, I guess so. I, 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 <laughs> but this is not in a yard. This is in a room in Target Field. And this is like a huge deal. Hmm. Everybody runs in there as soon as the gates open, and most things are picked over. We didn't go in till way later. But I Was came. It like old socks and stuff? What? No, it's usually mostly, well, what we saw, they probably had jerseys and stuff, but those were all picked oh. over. Oh, yeah. What we saw were old promo items. So I got two bobbleheads, and I don't Ooh. care much about bobbleheads, but I only really wanted this one because it was a vintage bobblehead of a young twins fan, fangirl, with red hair. So oh. she's got her hair pulled back in a ponytail. <laughs> she's probably 12 years old. She's got freckles on her face, and she's in her twins jersey. So I'm like, okay, i got to have this one. This was modeled after you then? Yes. <laughs> Okay. I got two different. So you have a bobblehead of yourself. I do. <laughs> uh, I have. I got two different twins hats. We got a pair of twin socks and two mm-hmm. bobbleheads for thirteen cool. bucks. Wow, that's really good. That's a yard sale. That's worth it. Yes. Somebody signing a piece of paper. If the if the money's not going to charity, not worth it. Right, and that's the only way I can justify that they can charge for autographs is that it is going to charity. Oh, totally. That that makes total sense. The um. And, you know, I think it would probably would have raised as much money as autographs for charity would have been, you know, a Duncan booth. I think so, too. I, they should probably <laughs> do that. They they probably can't get any Twins player to to agree to do that. No, there's no way I would do that. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't. We all know that I failed Fayed for not bobbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't doing that one either. Well, you could roll the windows down. Yeah, I could I'm roll sure the that they could make you down. a Duncan booth where you could roll the windows down. That's true. Good point. And you mentioned posting the picture of um, of you on the tw- on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, I-, I did have one one thing I wanted to talk about real quick is that I am taking a break from social media this week, and it has been glorious so far. Really? Okay. So you're not going on at all, or you're going on limited? At all. At all. It- and I mean, I'm not looking at any news, and you can call me misinformed <laughs> or whatever. I've just been. I've had enough of the same old, same old thing every single day, every single hour. Um, and so I'm just, it started affecting my personality, like how I would, you know, react to stuff. Oh, yeah. Get frustrated about stuff. And so just, and because honestly, it wouldn't do doing me any good to read any of it because it's stuff that I, I know this stuff is happening and I can't do anything about it. I, what I can affect is, you know, uh, my local area basically my family and my neighborhood and you know people that i run into every day yep uh and so i'm trying to concentrate on doing whatever i can to help people there and um just kind of taking a break from it for this week and it may continue into next week because it's been so so good to not have to feel like i have to check it all the time and just so if if i haven't responded to you on twitter in the last week or so that's why so um i kind of went into that mode right after Mm -hmm. the election and yep. I know oh, people yep. that I know people that occasionally like for Lent or something will give up all social media and they oh, yeah. everybody says it's great they yes. love it uh, my yep. one experience was when I went to the Boundary Waters not last summer but the previous summer I was 
I think we were gone for oh, five days. Oh, where you didn't days. have like any connection or anything. Yeah, yeah, and there was no connection. It wasn't even a choice. We just yep. had, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Unless you have a satellite phone, you're not getting internet. Yep. So that was really glorious, actually. Yeah, it's exactly the same as the food where it's been like, hey, I didn't realize that, you know, I could do without this for a little while and it's actually to my benefit and it's to the benefit of the people in my immediate family that I may not be as quickly to get frustrated about things, whereas if I have all this other stuff going on, and it's not to say that that stuff, other stuff in the the world is not important because it is, but sometimes you just have to get away from that stuff and go, I need to focus on what I need to do right now and, or it's, it's not going to do anybody any good if I just keep going like this. So that's kind of where I, the direction I'm headed and the way I was thinking about it. And it's it's been great. So I, I highly recommend just take a break for a couple of days a week and just see how it feels. Yeah, good for you. Um, a lot. It was. It felt great when I did it for five days. But a lot of people can't do that, you know, because of FOMO. Oh, <laughs> you didn't. You did not pull out fear of missing out on me. That's what I did. <laughs> I guess I guess YOLO, so. YOLO, You got to pull right. out FOMO because of YOLO. <laughs> Ice. Oh, man. <laughs> Still don't know what it means. <laughs> oh, I can't even. OSMH. These crazy internet kids and their newfangled jargon. If you'd like to tell me what ICE means, I would greatly appreciate it. I am not even kidding. And now it's time for the Speaking of Tangents Super Bowl Preview, where we dig deep into the big game that's coming up this weekend. KJ, what do you have? Well, Jason, speaking of my boy, uh-huh. not Brian Dozier in this case, but my the boy. Matt Bryant? Uh, well, he will be playing in the game, but no, not yes. Matt Bryant. And he is your boy. He is my boy. I'm talking By the way, about, did you see there where his wife liked that comment that we were talking about with, that you tweeted? Yeah, we I did see that. We probably already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think we did talk about it on... Oh, yeah. on I the, thought that was great. Yeah, Matt Bryant's wife on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about JT. Okay. Justin, Justin Timberlake. Okay, Timberlake. Timberlake. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. So he tweeted out what looked to me like a teaser for a Super Bowl commercial that he's going to be in. Ooh. So I'll be looking forward to that. Especially okay, so it, this is so wait a minute. This is not really a Super Bowl preview. This is a Super Bowl halftime or Super Bowl commercial Super preview. Super Bowl commercial preview. I always like the commercials. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see what Lady Gaga does. Yeah, that will be interesting. As far as the actual game goes, I I really don't know who I'm rooting for. I think I think what I'm probably rooting for is just a good competitive game and you know, with yes. a lot of offense would be preferable to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that hates Tom Brady or hates Bill Belichick. In fact, I like Tom Brady. I like I watching the Patriots. Yeah. I like Julian Edelman. Yep. Um, oh, no, I'm not going to go that far. I like him, but now he's turning sort of arrogant. He used to not be that he's way. He's a little punk. Now he seems <laughs> he really to be is. kind of punkish. He wasn't yes. always like that. Yeah, uh-uh. Well, it's... He's let it get to his head. But, you know, I respect how good Tom Brady is and how good Absolutely. Belichick is. Oh, and yes. of course, there's that secondary um, story that Tony want, that Tony wants, which is, you know, Roger Goodell having to hand the trophy to Belichick and Brady. That would be very, very fun to watch. So I think that would be fine with me if they won. But yeah. I also think Atlanta, whether they are actually underdogs or not, they're certainly underdogs to the according to the media. Yeah. And I was like a good underdog. 
I yeah, think I would... the Falcons could beat them. I don't think my team, the Packers, would have beaten them. Well, and obviously the Steelers wouldn't. No. Couldn't have beaten them. But I don't um, think I'd bet against the Pats. Not this year. I think they're going to win. Yeah, I, it's as much as I hate to admit it, I, I have to respect Brady and Belichick for what they've done was like last 18 years or something like that. The, it's the, some insane number, yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's it's incredible. Um, and um, the main reason I dislike the Pats is because, you know, I'm a Steelers fan, so yes. you've got to dislike the Ravens and the um, in New England. And as much as Cincinnati Bengals fans would like you to dislike them, um, it, they don't really exist. They're, yeah. they're Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. They're Cleveland part two. So um, the the situation with them, the trophy presentation, if New England wins, I, I think this is another situation where the anticipation of it is going to be much greater than the actual event because I would be shocked if Brady, especially Brady, or even Belichick, but even Kraft, uh, he, if Robert Kraft, he would be the one to me that would, you know, make a big deal out of it to point something out to kind of like stick it to Goodell. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think he's going to do anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's going, people are going to be really excited to see that and there won't be any of that. They'll be professional about it. Yeah. I would love some underhanded like shade being thrown at him, like comments that are not really outright hostile, but just kind of like little barbs stuck in there. I yeah. think that would be perfect in like the speech. Or just him to come out and say, you know, the whole entire league was against us, um, including yep. the commissioner who sucks, uh, and we still beat you. Eat it. That that would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that it, would Roger. be. Or you know, <laughs> if Brady said something like, "Yeah," finally he admitted, "Yeah, I deflated my balls." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now who's got the balls? <laughs> These balls. These balls. Uh, but speaking of Tom Brady, I was watching some some of the media day stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a few things that I found funny or maybe just noteworthy. Um, so I guess we can add this to our pronounce this segment. Okay. Brady said a few quotes. One was the, you know, the athlete quote, like, take every, take it one day at a time, give 110%. He said, yeah, yeah we have a, quote, heightened sense of urgency, quote, unquote, <laughs> which I okay. giggled at. Yeah. But the one that I just, I had to scratch my head about, he said, he was, you know, Brady's diet and... Um, he like he has this apparently crazy. Yeah, he's fanatical diet. about his regimen of what he does every day. Probably even, even sleeping and how he works out and everything he does is very literally crazy. It's like a routine, big big time routine. More crazy than the diet, the the plan that we're you and I were participating. Oh yeah, he took in. he took more than twenty days away from carbs and sugar. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. So anyway, he was talking about he learned that later in his career and. Working so in earlier in his career, he was working on the wrong things, focusing on the wrong thing, and beating up his mm-hmm. body. But he said basically, when you do those sorts of things, you quote get better at getting worse unquote. Oh my goodness! And I'm like, what are you talking about, Tom? Get better at getting worse. That's. And then he said, for the word M A N T R A, um, he he said that's kind of our mantra. And, oh. and I, I pronounce that mantra. Oh, I do too. So I just, you know, I t- took note of that. But yeah, those are um, some of the things that he said. That's that Michigan education speaking right there. <laughs> that's a shot at Ed, by the way. Ed Butt, if he's listening. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but anyway, that there, do you have anything else? Or does that end our Super Bowl preview? That wraps up the Speaking of Tangents Super Bowl preview for the 2016-2017 season.
Thanks for joining us. We hope you learn nothing. <laughs> Does that answer your question? That answers my question. Hey, well, how are Next. things? Well, how are things in Atlanta? Are people excited for the Super Bowl? Do you feel it? Um, it's Atlanta. I mean, they don't really get excited for any sports teams. Really, it's it's a weird kind of like it's not like um, it's not like in Boston or Cleveland. If if Cleveland Cleveland got to the Super Bowl, people, you know, you saw what happened when the Cavaliers won. Yes. Um, and like when in Chicago when the Cubs won, and it was what five million people showed up, you know, to the parade. I mean, Atlanta is not not only the don't have the longevity with the teams like that, but Atlanta is a weird like southern transplant city where people. It's not a huge majority of people that are here are from here, like have lived here their whole lives or were born here. So it's a situation okay. where people kind of like adopt the team when they come in. You know, it's like, oh, I live here. You know, I, I root for them now. And I, I've been here 16, 17 years, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm still a Steelers fan. Uh, and I I want the Falcons to win for the people that I know that are like, yeah, we want them to win. But there's no like hardcore fans that I know <laughs> Really, okay. and maybe not really any in Atlanta. It's not, it's not the same to me as other cities that I've lived in that have football teams or basketball teams or whatever. So it's just different, and it's like when the Braves were in the World Series or not the World Series, but in the playoffs for all those years with Smoltz and Glavin and Maddox and all those guys. Uh huh. In the '90s, they did that run where they won one World Series out of that, which is you know difficult to believe with all those good teams they had. They only won once. That's but, true. Yep. There were people, there were like seats empty at playoff games, home playoff games during those runs. Okay, so yeah. It's just not a good fan it's, city. It's not. It's kind of like, um, what is it? Uh, where are the Marlins? Uh, is it Miami? Yes. Where you just kind of, there's other there's things other to things do. There's other things to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's not that- like being in Buffalo where... In the wintertime, you're going to football games if you're doing anything, because otherwise you're stuck at home in you know the snow, and it's it's just it's just a different kind of ma- mindset and attitude. And this doesn't mean that everybody's like that, but there's enough of that kind of feeling to where it's just like, yeah, if they win, that'd be cool. But it's not like life and death like I've seen it in other places I've lived in, and it's never been life and death to me. So I kind of fit in here, but you yeah. know, hey. But I, I get what you're saying about Miami and Atlanta. There's other things to do, but that. In L.A., that seems to be different. People love their Lakers. People love their Dodgers. True, but... uh, That's the only town uh, I can think of right off the top of my head where they're just all... Well, I guess maybe Oakland and San Francisco right now with the Warriors. Yeah, but that's because the Warriors are winning. Right. It's it's the bandwagon situation. Is that what you're you're saying? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And they're real real true, uh, you know, Atlanta Falcon fans. Um... If you know any of them, or if you meet any of them, uh, introduce me because I'd like to meet one for the first time in my life. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that. And, in and mind. I'm not, I'm not doing that as a slight. I'm just saying it's just a different. It's it's just different, and I don't I don't know why, to be honest. Well, you probably nailed it as being sort of a transplant city. Anytime you get yeah, a city a that large, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure L.A. doesn't have a ton of people that are actually born and you know. Is anybody born in L.A. anymore? And raised, yeah, in L.A. <laughs> yeah. If they are, they probably get out as soon as the first opportunity they get. Yeah, because they're 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 sick of it. Yeah, uh, I so I so I don't know. I I'm 
I wouldn't mind seeing Atlanta win just because I know of people that root for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. But I think they root for the Falcons because they live here, not because they actually like the Falcons. That makes sense to me. Yeah, so, I mean, I know what you're saying. So yeah. who do you think is going to win? I think it's going to be close. I think New England will probably win just because of Belichick and Brady's experience and the yeah. fact that um, Matt Ryan I, – I've predicted on our – if you listen to any of our fantasy football, you know – deep dives that we did over the past year uh, for this past season. I've predicted that the Falcons will fall apart at some point, and I do not believe in them until they win it all. So um, I guess there's one step left, and that's, you know, the Super Bowl that they could fall apart in. And yes. I, so I think – I think not that I think they're going to fall apart, but I think New England is going to win. And and I guess we, we're cheering for that so your prediction can come true. Yeah, I'm not that selfish. Okay. All right. I don't really care if that was like, a, what, a month ago? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no robots. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no robots. We ain't robots. So I have a real thought. Okay. Yeah, my okay. So keep in mind, this is a this is my thought as a person who does not have any children of my own. So okay, you know, I'm coming at it from an angle where I don't have kids. So you know, bear with me here. Just think, just re- yeah. understand right off the bat where I'm coming from. I have lots of hey, friends that- and coworkers who have kids. Yeah, that's where this segment. That's what this segment is about. Is just whatever. Thought, real thoughts. Just let's get real and whatever we're thinking. And if you're offended, you're offended. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey. to, but, you know, I'm pretty much but in the mind. that's not the intent. That's not the intent. No, 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 no. This is something that I've thought about for years because mm-hmm. I guess I'm pretty much in the minority. Most people seem to have kids. Is that a fair statement? Most people who are of age. Of, of our age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they're, if, and if you don't have kids, what I've noticed is because we had kids late. Mm-hmm. We were married for ten years before we had kids, and mm-hmm. I noticed that all my friends were having kids, or my you know people that I worked with, or people around us. And it's almost like they try to subtly pressure you into, oh, why? Why don't you have any kids? You know, try to. Oh yeah, get that's you the grandparents' job, isn't insanity. it? Um, mine laid off, so I was oh, okay. fortunate in that they they didn't they didn't care. So. You know, I I may not have any idea what I'm talking about, and that wouldn't be that much different than any other thing I've shared. So anyway, we don't claim to know anything. Yeah. So I've wondered if parents ever sort of take advantage of the sick kid defense to get out of stuff, like yes, work. Okay. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. Okay. So is it work related? Is it maybe like a social event that you don't have any interest in going to? Absolutely. Or is it um, like you have to leave work early, so you say your kid is sick and you got to go get them? Or, that I've never done. Or you can't find a sitter, so you, you know to get out of work or get out of an event. Those sorts of uh, things. I've never done it related to work, and as far as I know, um, Deanna's never done it related. She's never done it related to work either, because I mean, she'd tell me because um, mm-hmm. I would know. But uh, social events, stuff we don't want to go to, or stuff that we're like, eh, this just kind of work to get. 
it it almost becomes when you have kids, it's like everything becomes more work. Sure. Because you have to get the kids ready to go. Even when they get older, you have to, you know, you got to think about somebody else other than yourself. And mm-hmm. that's a good mm-hmm. thing ultimately. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to I'm packing up, you know, to go to this thing that I'm going to be at for 30 minutes or an hour that takes 30 minutes to get there, it takes 30 minutes to prepare the kids to get over there and half the hour that we're there, they'll be spent complaining or we'll have to deal with them or, you know, they'll hurt somebody or they'll, the other kid will hurt them or they'll do something stupid and it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's, it's not worth, it's not worth it. So absolutely me and everybody else that has kids that I know that is honest has done this. Okay. Multiple times. So there isn't any sort of secret code amongst parents because it's, at least amongst parents, it's well known. You just know. Yeah. yeah. You just know. Everybody does it. So if you say, my son is sick, I'm not coming to the party. No other parent is going to question you on that. But they, well, will they question in their head like, well, is the son really sick or you just don't want to come to my party? No, they're probably saying, good, I, good for them. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely get it. It's, and... There's all different kinds of degrees of sickness for kids. Mm-hmm. Like last week and last couple of weeks when my kid had the flu, that's a whole other level of sickness. And then you have like the other end, which is eh, the nose kind of might be running. You know, we had to, you know, blow their nose, get some boogers out this morning. So maybe they got a cold and they don't even have a fever or anything or not coughing or anything, not even feeling bad. And so it's it's various levels of when it's an excuse and when it's an actual legitimate reason. And here's the thing. You can't question that. Right. You can't question that. So it's the perfect yes, alibi. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's so awesome. I'm listen. It's one of the benefits of having kids. It's one of the only benefits of having kids. Exactly. See, so I, I'm sure part of the reason I, I wonder if this is true, which you've now confirmed, is because I wish I had the occasional excuse. <laughs> I mean, I can't say um, yeah, my dog is sick, so I'm going to have to go ahead and miss work today. You could. But that could. wasn't that doesn't work that way. Or what if I said, like, um, yeah, i got to pick up Wrigley from doggy daycare, so I'm going to have to leave work early. Well, uh, that is, to me, acceptable, too. Now, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing I will say, and we, I kind of mentioned this before. I would never do this for work. Mm-hmm. And people that I have known people that have done this for work, and it is super frustrating to have to work with people that do this for work. Oh, yeah, that... Well, that's because where- once they figure out it works, here, here's the thing. In my experience, people who would do that and not necessarily lie, but like exaggerate mm-hmm. how sick their kid mm-hmm. is in order to stay out of work longer. People that do that don't really want to work there in the first place. Right. They don't, they don't really want to do much work. So ultimately, or not ultimately, but usually what ends up happening is that person is not a good coworker because you're picking up slack for them a lot or you're having to do extra work because, you know, they're not there or they're not doing, they're not pulling their weight, in other words. Oh, believe so me, that's where that I'm going is, next. Yeah, that person is usually miserable to work with regardless of whether they have yes. kids or not. The kids are just an extra ex- built-in excuse for them that you can't really question. Yep, exactly. So, so that's frustrating to me. Oh, yeah, and that that person, I don't think I've ever worked with the, someone that's done it intentionally. First of all, mm-hmm. if your kid is actually sick, the, imagine how many times the children get sick. From being in school. So what if you only have five sick days? So you're not going to want to make it up. mm -mm. But I think that if I had this excuse, I would use it very occasionally, and it would be to get out of a social event I don't want to go to. Yes. Or social events that I wouldn't mind going to, but but now that I have a kid, it's it's, it's extra work that it's not worth... 
And not to say that the people that I would be going to hang out with aren't valuable, but it's not worth your time at a certain point. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it takes You a have long to time. measure how much time and energy do I have to invest in this with kids adding. And it's not an additive thing. It's an exponential thing. It's multiplicative. So when you have one kid, it's not just like adding, you know, another 50% to you and your wife getting prepared to, or you and your husband or whatever getting ready to go. Uh-huh. It's more than that. And then you add two kids and it's even more than just the first kid. It's it's yeah. not it's it's crazy. And so that's something that I aside from once in a blue moon, you know, babysitting my nieces, I can't grasp that because I haven't had to deal with that on a regular basis. You know, well, it's, it's, how much it's work the mental that part takes. Of it. It's the it's yeah. the emotional and the mental toil of dealing with two immature human beings mm-hmm. that live with you that you really care about and you love, but drive you insane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on a regular basis. But you know, as you mentioned, ch- sort of tangentially related to this, see what I did mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Um, I've worked in my current workplace is not like this, but when I've worked in several different places where. You know, me or other people who don't have kids, we're sort of treated like, or at least made to feel like our personal lives didn't matter as much as the people with kids' personal lives oh, did. Yeah, I see that all the time. And that is absolutely not true, but I see that happen oh, all the time, too. Yeah. It, you know, it was, it's like if my coworker. That used to happen to me. Yeah, and now that maybe you have a different perspective now that you have kids, but if your coworker no, has it's still to leave, terrible. it's still terrible. Okay, if if your coworker has to leave early, for instance, to pick up mm-hmm. her kid from daycare or because the kid is sick or whatever, the workplace attitude is sort of like, well, the people with kids can pick up the slack, like you were saying earlier, because they don't people, people without, without kids, kids yeah. without kids, because mm-hmm. they don't have anything or any reason they need to get home. Yeah, I lived through that for you know. A long time as an adult before we had kids. Yeah, and I was then in my thirties. That has that's frustrating too. Um, yes. Yeah. Again, I can't just say, well, you know, my dogs have been home alone for ten hours. They need to go outside. Nobody cares. Or I can't stay late tonight. I got book club. It doesn't work out the same. <laughs> no, that you no, know, that's not probably not going to fly. It, even if, and even if it does, it's like you said. It's the perception. It's the attitude that you kind of the vibe that you get from the other people there and from depending on who you're, you know, what kind of boss you have right. or the people that you work for, it's a, it can be very tricky and you can be viewed as quickly. You could quickly get into the mode of them viewing you as, you know, unreliable as a worker or mm-hmm. not wanting to work hard. Mm-hmm. And the people with kids could be taking more time away from their job and spending less, doing less work than you are, but they're viewed differently because it's a kid versus, you know, a book club or other interests that you have. Yeah, exactly. Or even, or even pets, yeah. It's sort of just the idea that people with children are more important to the world. And maybe there is something to, to say because you're raising No, that is not true. <laughs> no. Um, Believe, hey, here's the thing. Um, having kids, you don't have to get a degree. You don't have to have right? a license. You don't have to be uh, take an IQ test. Yeah. You don't have to be employed. <laughs> It's yeah, I mean, and I know that there are there are people for you know various reasons out there who cannot have kids, and that mm-hmm. seems to me that you know that would be that could be rough. I can I can't imagine. I, I've never had to deal with that, so I, I don't know. Um, but it just it's having kids to unless you're in that. What I'm trying to say is unless you're in that category, having kids is not a um, difficult thing. 
Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Raising them properly yes, is. Is, tr- is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah. But just, you know. Making it happen, yeah. Procreating from the this is not this is speaking from this is totally (laughs) out of my depth. Speaking from the man's point of view, the male point of view of you know because I was like I just drove to the hospital, right, right, and hung out in the room. I was watching TV when my son was born in the in the delivery room. So I mean, come on, it it's it's an awesome, amazing thing. It's incredible. It changes your life. It changes how you. For me personally, it changed how I viewed everything. Going backwards and forwards, and it's a, it's a absolutely life changing moment. It's not the. What am I trying to say here? That doesn't make me more important to society right. than people who don't have kids. And, so and, it's it's ridiculous for people to take that approach. And that's sort of what. And people that have, like you're saying, they used to have, they didn't have kids, and now they did. Maybe mm-hmm. understand a little bit more. Uh, oh yeah. Kind of what. Go ahead. See it from both. I see it yeah, from both yeah, sides. Yeah, see it from both sides. But you know, there there have been times where, boy, kids get sick a lot on Mondays, for instance, or if there's a <laughs> snowstorm, the, they're they're sick. Th- those kinds of things I've noticed over the years. Not a lot, but occasionally where. Yeah. Anyway, but as I said, I'm not a parent, and I don't know at all, at all what it's like to raise kids. But you have confirmed some of the things that I was suspicious about. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. In terms of social situations, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. I yeah. might do that for a Super Bowl party that we're supposed to go to on Sunday. Yeah, Super Bowl. I used to go to Super Bowl parties, and here I'm going to... I prefer s- to watch it at home I now. prefer to watch it at home. If they had it at noon, maybe I wouldn't mind, but it gets over at like 9, and I'm getting old. I want to go to bed because i got to go to work the next day. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it should be. We, we really, as crazy as people are about the NFL and about the Super Bowl in this country, particularly in America, the money after the Super Bowl should be, should be a holiday. I'm shocked yes, that it hasn't been done. That's true. Because you know that there's less work getting done on that Monday. Yeah. It, that's basically like saying if, when New Year's Eve, I think it was this past, this this year that New Year's Eve was on, I mean, New Year's Day was on Sunday. And people got off, They most people that I know got off work on that Monday because people realized, hey, there's nothing, nothing's going to happen this day. Are you kidding? Right. Super Bowl is, is another one of those days where ain't nothing happening. Ain't no work being done by people that doesn't absolutely have to be done the Monday after the Super Bowl. So you're, so just, sa- you're saying that uh, there may be some sick kids on Monday. Yes. <laughs> this has been the Speaking of Tangents Super Bowl Preview. <laughs> Plus talk about sick kids. Yeah. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. So, yes, I have a first world problem this week. I had oh. a real thought and a first world problem. <laughs> so you you might remember way back in our, I don't know, maybe our first or second episode, I mm. mentioned that we met my dad in North Dakota to pick up our new car. Yes. And and we bought, he lives in Montana, we bought the car in Montana, but, um, and a previous visit, and then uh, it wasn't going to be ready, it wasn't going to come off the boat, mm-hmm. and so he was nice enough to bring it to us halfway. So anyway, that was back in June, maybe even early July. Yep. It maybe even could have been 
August. So okay, anyway, sometime last this past summer. Mm-hmm. So we've owned it maybe six to eight months, whatever the math is on that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'll be the first person to admit that I am super anal when it comes to my new car. Actually, any car I've ever driven about scratches or door dings, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I always try to park. I try to get the end spot where I can park over the line. Um, you know, there's oh, no, no car. There's no car on that side. There's no space on that side. Oh, so you're not like parking in another No, 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 no. Okay, good. I was about to say, this podcast is over. I am not one of those dopes. I cannot okay, stand good. it. Who they, The ones <laughs> that sort of angle their car in such a way to take two spots can't stand yes, that. Yes, yes. No, uh, I'm that, talking about if that's the last spot in the lot mm-hmm. I and there's no spot next to it, I like to park in those and go over that line a little bit to give me space yep. from the car next to me. Yeah, I think that's you know respectful of the person in the is parking next to you anyway because it gives them more room. Yes, that's exactly why I do it. It's like sitting on the airplane. If you're in the aisle seat, you should be leaning a little bit into the aisle to give the person in the middle more. If you're in the window seat, you should be leaning more into the window. I, I agree. Yeah. I also uh, tend to park like the ca- the parking space next to the cart corral, and I get as close to the cart oh, corral yeah. as I can. I like those too. Speaking of you know kids, we were talking about before. Um, those are great. When you have kids, because then you don't have to worry about the kid banging the door into the car next to you. Right. They're just banging into the cart thing, which, I mean, I, I'm not as picky about door scratches and kind of, I used to be, and then I had kids. It must, <laughs> I was going to say, it must be a kid thing. It's a losing battle, so you just kind of just go, eh. Yep, there it goes. A, I'm not, you know, nothing's on fire. They haven't, you know, blown the house yes. up. It's We still have a car that we can drive, that still drives, and um, it may look like, you know, farm animals fed in the back but uh it's it is what it is i guess i my i think my reasoning is that i want it to look nice for resale yeah that's a that's a good way to go about it um but i particularly love costco's parking lots if you've Mm -hmm. ever been to a costco they're all the same and they are they give you so much space that i will say though that the layouts of those parking lots drive me oh yeah they're that's that's another way that the aisles are like the driving lanes are set up it's crazy to me it is i agree with that I didn't realize they were all the same. It's it's. I've, seen, I've been to two and they've the both same. been like that. Yeah, I, I think they are. Now that you say that, because I've been to two different ones and they've both been those nutty like corners and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. this. Who designed this? But they're you know they're, those parking spots. They're, you're pretty much guaranteed not to get a door ding. Yeah, that's I, true. I suppose unless you're unlucky enough to park next to a 1964 Studebaker Avanti, whose doors pretty much open 90 degrees. <laughs> Okay, is this going somewhere? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that the Studebaker Avanti, you open the door and it's 90 degrees. <laughs> like that could give a door, I think that could give a door ding at Costco. Yeah. Well, if you have suicide doors on a car, that they, they'll open 90 degrees too. The back one will. What kind of car has that? Oh, a bunch of cars. Well, the only reason like that I... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only like reason the, I mentioned um, this. Toyota Cru- FJ Cruisers do. Do they? Okay. Yeah, they have suicide Well, the only reason I mentioned the Studebaker Avanti is because I just watched comedians in cars getting coffee, and oh. uh, they they had that they used that car. I knew there was a story behind that somewhere. <laughs> but speaking of parking lots, what I don't love is my local YMCA parking lot, mm-hmm. which is pretty much just street parking, angle parking, and the the lines are so close together. There's hardly any space to open your door. Hmm. So I'm always very careful when I open my door so it doesn't bump the car next to me. 
Yeah. It's probably because I'm anal about door, door names. So anyway, I get done working out, and you know what? I realize uh, a lot of things have been happening involving my YMCA lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which reminds me, there was Hiccups. a... Well, there was a woman next to me yesterday working out on the elliptical, and she had the hiccups. While she was working out? While she was working out. Did she stop, or did she keep no, going? No, she kept going. I would have been off of that machine and finding the nearest water fountain. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have to get into staying alive to you know resuscitate her with <laughs> yeah. CPR at some point. If she's still <laughs> running on the elliptical with hiccups, that... I've tried to run with hiccups before, and it's, it'll mess you up. She, she, um, I just turned up my volume on my headphones. <laughs> okay. So she could have, like, fallen off the tread, the thing and, and died, and you were not paying attention. Right. I just was okay. like, I admired her being able to keep doing that, because I would have been yeah. off in a heartbeat. I wouldn't have been able to do that, yeah. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So I got done working out, and right away when I get out to my car, yes, I check, I pretty much check my car every time I get back into it. I notice a huge, I mean huge, door ding. The first on my new car, by the way. So that's always, the, the first one's always the hardest. Oh, yeah. It was on the driver's side above the side mirror. Wait so that's pretty high. Right? What? Tells me it's got to be a big truck. Above the side mirror on the door? Isn't that the window? <laughs> Isn't that the driver's side window? Above what? and forward. So kind of where the hood starts. Really? Like on the fender almost? Yes, but high. Like it was a big truck. Wow. Yeah, that's that's very unusual. And so I get out there, and of course there's no car next to me. So that car, there's no way that this person didn't know. The, the dent was big enough. There's no way this person didn't see that they did this. Wow. So am I totally wrong, or isn't it? Is it is it too much to ask that someone leave a note? Saying yeah, I'm sorry, like yeah. or maybe even give me their info, or is it just known that door dings are a part of it, and you, nobody well, fixes it? It's different if it's like a, just a, like a little mark that you can like just buff out or rub out with a cloth, which I get those all the time, and I'm like, eh, those are fine. Those are yeah. fine. This was an if it's this an is actual dent. dent. Yeah, no, 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 no. Paint, they should have paint absolutely. missing, big dent. <laughs> That's a car accident. That's not a door ding. Well, I might That's be. That's a. It's That's not, a call I, the police situation. Well, I felt like I should have at least gotten a note with the person's Absolutely. name. Absolutely, yes. And it's not a huge, huge dent, but a door caused it, and I think it might be one of the bigger dents you could think of that would come from a door. Yeah, that that goes beyond a, just like a door ding to me. When you, when you could say dent, when it's in, an impression in the, the metal or the fiberglass, I'm, I'm assuming it's metal, of the yes. thing. and paint is removed that's a that's probably 500 bucks to fix that yeah and it it really made me mad so anyway yeah. definitely a first world problem <laughs> yeah well that's i still have a car to drive and the other thing about it is i'm sitting in the car i cannot see that thing when i'm driving so what do i care really except for resale and it's my first one on this new car so yeah the first one makes a big difference yeah now and it'll be okay any other door ding i get i won't be as mad but i just felt like this person <laughs> should have done something that was a big door ding can, yeah they can, should have if, the, if any paint came off at all because you if any paint came off oh you yeah you'd have that repainted and yeah. that is that's money right there yep was not happy no how about you do you have any first world problems this week uh, i have the unending bathroom remodel that's still going on so 
Oh, you do? I, yeah. Anything specific happen? Uh, I had a guy come out to measure for the shower door because it's a it's we're thinking about getting a frameless door for the glass and you have to measure it and like laser measure it and laser cut it and you know has to be specifically specially installed and all this business is what they tell me uh i think it's code for this is gonna cost you a whole lot of yeah. money more, a well, whole, whole lot more money so um, wait a minute what do you mean by a frameless door i'm, I'm having any, trouble visualizing this it's just glass with maybe a hinge where the door is but the rest of the thing is just glass there's no frame on it at all there's no frame holding the glass in the glass itself is um, secured to the tile. Oh. So it looks like just glass. You can't even see it. But you have to be able to open it. How do yeah, you there's open one, it? There's typically one hinge, and it's like, you know, about the about the width of a quarter, and that kind of binds it together on the on the edge. Because it's, it's got two edges, it's two sides, it's two pieces of glass, uh, including the door. So it's it's really cool looking, but really expensive okay yeah it sounds like, like it would be door. okay so, so he the came guy comes over out, yep yeah he came out to measure it and he was like 45 minutes late and i had to go somewhere so i didn't have really time to to you know argue with him about stuff what he was telling me and he was not from the u.s and didn't speak english all that well okay and so when i was trying to get him to tell me okay what you know i need you to tell me the options so i can look at the prices and figure out if i want to spend the money you know because it could be up to $1,000 extra uh, just just Jeez. on top of the cost of the door just to go from a frame door to a frameless door. And he's like, so if you do, just do it like this. And I said, well, what if I don't want the frameless? frameless? He goes, well, you you want the frameless. You want the frameless. Oh, and I was yeah. like, but what if I don't? He goes, no, 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 no. I measure for frameless because you want the frameless. And then he measured it and left. And so <laughs> I called the guy who was in charge of the project and said, tell them do not make this. Tell the glass company do not make this until we decide. And so he's handling it, and he's doing a good job of doing it. It's just, it's just another thing. It's a, it's obviously a first world problem of trying to get a bathroom fixed. But it's been what since November they've been working on this. Yeah, before Thanksgiving uh, or right after Thanksgiving, and it's a situation of no, it was before Thanksgiving because no, I think it was in I think it was right anyway. It was right around Thanksgiving, and so it's been been a while that we can't use this bathroom, and it's. It is what it is. I mean, I'm... <laughs> well, anytime someone tells you what you want, I'm inclined yeah, that, to go the other the way. That was absolutely right. That's what I was frustrated about. I yeah. was like, tell, you tell them to give me the options, then I'll make a decision because he's like, oh, it's not that much money. And I'm like, if it's $500, that's not no money to me. $500 yeah, he... is, is not all the money in the world, but $500, if it's $500, then it, that makes a difference to me. <laughs> I may go yeah. with the cheaper version if it looks okay. Yeah, to say five hundred dollars. He doesn't. If it's five dollars, I don't really care. But five hundred, yes. Yeah, but those guys have no. They don't. They're not the ones that should be saying. No. You know, it's just it's not that much money. Of course, they're going to say that because they're not paying for it. Exactly. Everybody else's money is always exactly. less money than, than your money. I really found that out when I when we were looking for a house. The realtors are like, "Oh yeah, you can afford this." Yeah, oh, how it's do just you know? Three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's just an extra, you know, four hundred dollars a month. Right. You can handle <laughs> yeah. it. No. So yeah, I, I'm very much about the value of things. I, I've always said, you know, if I was a billionaire, that I would not spend money just on whatever. Mm-hmm. I would probably be less lax than I am now on spending money, obviously. But I, it's the value of am I getting my money's worth? Right. And. It's not worth an extra $1,500 to me to get this frameless door for a shower that 
as long as it looks nice, if the frame version looks nice, I'm I'm cool with that. Let's go with it. Let's save some money. And so this is a this thing is never going to end. Is the way I'm just approaching it now, so that when it actually gets done, some sometime in, in the not near future, yeah. I'll be I'll be pleasantly surprised. So I, I'm just approaching it like this is this is never going to end. I'm never going to use that rest. I'm never going to use that bathroom again. Never going to turn that shower on again. Never going to use those sinks again. It's just not never going to happen. So that's my approach to it now. Well, and you've you know you've just delayed it by not agreeing to get the frameless do- door right off because that would have been ordered by now probably. Uh, yeah, and probably cost a fortune. Yeah, the guy did. The project leader did email me today and say that he's going to collect the the prices because he's just, he doesn't manage the glass company. He just he basically subcontracts out to them for this. He 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 manages the people that and he owns the company that does all did all the rest of the work. But this glass, the way that they have to measure for these doors, you just it's a special such a specialized thing that you know a general contractor can't specialize in that. They can't have you know people that sure. that do that. So that's. And he's, he goes, I'm going to work with him. He goes, I'll get the prices to you and should have it by the end of the day. So good. Um, so I'm expecting today or tomorrow that we'll make a decision on that. And it'll probably take another two weeks after that. And then I'm sure something will go wrong with that and <laughs> it will never end. Well, and you're setting yourself up, setting yourself up for, ex, you know, excitement because you're saying it's never going to happen. So then when it yeah. does, you'll be happy. Yeah, so I so I'm I'm gonna walk in one day and go. Oh, it's a bathroom. We can take a shower in here. We can use the tub. We can use the sinks. The lights work. And then and it'll then, take you a while to get used to it, just like you know reintroducing yeah. <laughs> sugar. Yeah, I won't want to go in that bathroom anymore. Yeah, you'll just walk right past it. <laughs> it'll be nice when it's done, though. Not really, because I think of the money we had to put into it, and I didn't really want to do it in the first place. Well, you guys had to do it because you had leakage, yeah, had right? Yeah. So we had to tear the tile Yeah, those aren't always as fun. Oh, no. Remodel by choice would be fun. Remodel by necessity, never fun. Yeah, I get that. Never I've fun. had to do that, too. But, hey, most people don't even have... I mean, <laughs> it's a first world problem. First world problem. Some, pe- some people may not even have a bathroom. Exactly. And we have another bathroom in the house. We have two more that we can use. So it's not like... We have, you know, had to go out in the backyard with a hose to take a shower. So, yeah, we didn't have to use the basement shower. Is that what you called it? The basement shower. Yes. Yeah. So we're we're good. Good. <laughs> Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice of Minnesota nice. So this past weekend, mm-hmm. uh, this was Sunday after the HBO trial was over. We went, we went for a hike. We decided to get out. Outside, not watch TV. So <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, after uh, the TV binge, you got to kind of purge a little bit. Exactly. So I live in a river town, you know, mm-hmm. specifically the Mississippi River. And in town, there's a... There's a I really, did not know that. Yeah, right along the Mississippi. I did not know it goes through where you live. Yeah. Wow. So in town, there's a really nice park where you can um, hike to the top of the bluff and then there's like a scenic overlook of the city and the river, and it's very nice and peaceful up there. So we hiked up to the top uh, this weekend. The dogs came too. We were just taking in the view. I was snapping photos with my new camera, and yeah. um, we we're just enjoying ourselves. It was a pretty mild day weather-wise. The skies were clear. It's just a nice winter day to be out walking. So anyway, we're getting ready to hike back down when a young 
couple approached us and, and they had a, a dog, very cute dog, black lab named Pepper. Mm. And they they asked us if, you know, would you like us to take a picture, you know, with the pretty view behind? And I said, oh, that's nice, but no thanks, because um, we'd already gotten all the photos we wanted. So the you guys, think they were going to grab your camera and take off running? No, no. I didn't think that for a second, <laughs> but I have thought that in the past. Um, the guy said, okay, but Was he it because they were a couple? Because that's that's how they do it. They lure, um, they they lull you to sleep by you thinking, oh, this is this is a couple. They they wouldn't do this if they were a couple. They're, they only criminals work, you know, only by themselves. So well, I can see that. And old people, you know, old yeah. people don't tend to, you know, rip people off. But they'd be another target um, that would yeah. work probably. But no, actually, I thought of this being Minnesota. I thought that they were just being nice. So he kind of looked disappointed though when I said. I didn't. We didn't need him to take the picture. Yeah, he really wanted that camera. It's no, a nice camera. This is what he wanted. He. So then we said, "Would you like us to take a picture of you?" And then he perked right up and he said, "Oh, oh yeah, I'd actually, I'd actually really would like that." So, so now you got another camera. You took, you took his camera, right? It was his cell phone. Oh well, you got a phone now, right? You took it. No, I didn't. But oh, this, okay. this is textbook Minnesota nice. So this is what he wanted all along. You don't come right Instead out. Instead of just asking yeah. somebody to take a picture? No. You don't come right out and ask for what you want. You offer something and hope the other person returns the favor. This is textbook. Wow. So as a Georgia peach, Jason, if you wanted someone to take a picture of you and your family, how would you ask? In other I'd words, say, hey, WWJD. I would say, do you know how to work a camera? Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I wouldn't do that to anybody though, because I don't take pictures. I don't care about pictures. But you I know, see your point. I knew that was what you were going to say. Yes. <laughs> so let me ask: What would Deanna say? I bet she, she would, likes to take pictures. She would take a picture of uh, me and our kids, or I would take a picture of her and our kids, mm-hmm. or we would just take a picture of our kids, um, one or the other. And um, yeah, I. So she so wouldn't I guess ask. You must think. I would get, no, 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 no. I get because I'd be like that person's going to run off with my camera. Um, okay. <laughs> I guess you think I'm a terrible person because sometimes you ask me stuff and you expect me to return the the question, and I never do because I don't think like that. No, I'm I don't a horrible think human being. No, I don't think that's horrible at all. But I feel like I know you well enough to know that you don't really care about pictures. You don't have no. to care about pictures to be a good person. No, but what I'm saying is, though, does that apply, like the Minnesota nice thing that you say it's textbook, does that apply to if you wanted if you wanted somebody oh, to ask you about something in particular, that you would ask the other person about it and, and expect them to return it? No. And, okay. Because I don't do it that way, typically. Ah, okay. So, Minnesota but nice... But do people in Minnesota do it that way? Yes, they do. So, Minnesota See, okay. nice to me is really... What I think of it, I think of it as being just the golden rule, basically. Treat Mm. others the way you want to be treated. But to most, it is really sort of a lot more than that. It sounds like false humility. There are lots of... So I think people... That who don't live in Minnesota, never really spent any time in Minnesota, think of it as, oh, that's that stereotypical behavior of people from Minnesota or raised in Minnesota um, that you think of as being courteous, um, what else, reserved maybe, mild-mannered, mm-hmm. non-confrontational, yeah. polite friendliness, yep. um, 
also, but there are some negative connotations too. Like uh, you get this a lot, which is passive aggressiveness yeah. and um, self-deprecation, which I don't think is a negative thing at all. No, no. I'm no, no. I'm pretty self-deprecating. So am I. But passive aggressive is probably one of them, and then resistance to change is another one. Hmm. Um, and and then emotional, you know, not expressing your emotions. Um. And so, keeping it. In other words, you keep it all in. You hold it all in, and then one day you just explode, and you know. Well, not necessarily, but I've read articles that people that move here from other states, especially mm-hmm. East Coast, where they have the stereotype of you know telling it like it is. They have Speak a really yep. yeah. They have a really hard time adjusting because um, that's not the way most Minnesotans are, hmm. and and I would fall into that category where I don't like to stir up a fuss. I don't like to stir up fuss about myself or about just, I don't really like to make a lot of noise. So more yeah, reserved. I, I, I agree with that. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm that way too. I don't like to be self-promotional or, you know, yeah, yep. draw attention or anything is, I mean, we have a podcast. So to some extent we are drawing attention to ourselves. Yeah, but, but we're not I, very good at the uh, promotion part. <laughs> yeah, we don't promote it at all. No. So it's, <laughs> um, aside from a tweet. I don't know if I've ever actually tweeted about it because <laughs> um, it's just not in, it's not in me. It's not, I, I'm, I, so what I'm learning, to get back to what you're saying before, what I'm start, starting to see, or at least what I'm hearing you say now is that the Minnesota nice, sometimes for some people there is a veneer over the narcissism bubbling underneath that they're trying to appear nice, but what they really want to do is talk about themselves, but they feel like they need to get approval to do that by asking you about the same thing about yourself first, hoping, or in some cases, expecting you will ask them so that then they can really do what they want to do, which is talk about themselves. Well, that could be, I mean, from what I'm saying, that that could be, that could be true. Um, I'm just saying that's what it sounds like you're yeah, saying. Yeah, well, what what I've read in articles is that the people that come in from other states, mm-hmm. they they um, they can't make friends because their neighbors, they no neighbors ever welcomed them. You know, they heard about, from the outside, mm-hmm. Minnesota nice sounds like, okay, this is a great state to live. Everybody's sweet to each other. But there are characteristics of those people. So if... I am a reserved, introverted person. Okay, that doesn't. Yep. That's. I don't think that's because I'm from Minnesota. But no, no, I, I'm that way, and I'm not from Minnesota. I've right. never actually lived in Minnesota. But what they're saying is that because you moved into the neighborhood, Minnesotans won't come and welcome you because they don't want to be interfering. They don't want to be considered intrusive. Maybe I need to move to Minnesota. Yeah, so they kind of leave you alone, and maybe they'll see you on the road. And then there's that small talk thing, which I hate small talk, but apparently, oh, yeah, me too. apparently people think that if you mention something, then you automatically want to do that with them. Like if you share a characteristic that you both enjoy, when oh, really no. the person no, is no, no, just, no, no. just making small talk, yeah. trying to be polite. Yeah, and that's 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 my thing with it. Just. Don't feel like you have to follow any set of rules or, you know. Right, right. But uh, I think that. could even. I mean, just be nice to people and try to be genuine to people. But, you know, it's one of those things of if you don't have anything nice to say, sometimes it, saying nothing is a good way to go about it. it but, oh, I uh, agree. But but speak your mind on things that are important. It's, it's the whole thing of the people that are closest to me 
I absolutely will tell the truth too. Maybe sometimes even they don't want to hear it. And I've learned to kind of scale that back a little bit over the years. <laughs> but yeah. your closest friends are the ones that you are the most honest with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that that is to their benefit. Because you're looking, you're trying to help them out. It's not right. you're not trying to tear them down. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the way you go about it. So I, maybe I should move to Minnesota because then maybe people would, you know, because the Southern hospitality is alone. the thing on my end of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, really. Because Southern hospitality is just a veneer of we want to, you know, rope you into doing stuff with us, you know, not because we like you, but because we feel like obligated to be friendly and we'll be friendly up into the point of where it kind of puts us out to actually have to do anything to help you. And then you'll think we're friends and then we will vanish when you need us the most. That's Southern hospitality to me in most cases. Okay. Well, I mean, I think there's some, there are some people that say Midwest, Midwest nice would be similar to that. Yeah, but I like so. I said earlier, I I think of it as just being nice and being genuinely nice. But I'm sure yeah. I have some of these characteristics um, as like um, the emotional, not always expressing how you feel. There's an right. old Oli and Lena joke. Um, Lena says to Oli, "How come you never say I love you anymore?" He says, "I said it when we got married. I'll let you know if it changes." There you go. That's so exactly. I mean, that's sort of the that's more that Scandinavian <laughs> to me, but that that is, I think that's there's me. some that's you, right? So I think there's some mixed conceptions about yeah. what some people think Minnesota nice really is, and what other people think it, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a it's a bucket. So basically, I saw well, not bucket. What's the word I'm looking for? It's a it's a mixed bag, not a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bucket of mixed things. It's a mixed bucket. <laughs> It's a mixed bucket. I'm starting to believe that Scandinavians and Nor- and Native Americans have a lot in common in how their general mindset and personalities tend to go because that's everything yeah. I've heard you say recently about because it's a Scandin- kind of a Scandinavian way. I'm thinking, you know, that's a Native American way, and that's where I get a lot of my personality from. So it's kind of it it's one very of these, well could be. Yep. Yeah, it's because I'm like, hey, just just be honest with me, and I'll let you know if it change if I change the way I feel about you. Until then, just you know, you can pretty much just keep thinking the same way because I haven't changed. I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can be a problem, though, at work where you don't get any feedback that you're doing a good job. Those kinds of things that people complain about in this yeah, that's true. working but, environment in Minnesota. But if I'm if I'm... If I'm doing a bad job, I expect to hear about it. So if I don't hear anything, I just guess I, I guess I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing okay. Right. But if you want to have some feedback, that's hard. The feedback is you get a paycheck every pay yeah. period. But some people <laughs> want to actually hear. As that keeps hear. going, that's your feedback. Yeah. But so basically, you're only getting negative feedback. Well. Right. I I I prefer to be left alone unless it's something somebody needs me to change. Yeah. <laughs> so or, yeah, that's, that's fine with me. Or one of the characteristics might be of a Minnesota nice mm-hmm. is they're not they don't like confrontation, so they may never tell you. They may just continue to complain to themselves, like, "Well, he should be doing this. Doesn't he? See, why doesn't he know any better?" People. Yes, yeah. it is. That's it's rough. very unhealthy. So anyway, the the bluff hike reminded me of it's not really passive aggressive, but basically he asked to take our photo, so we would offer to take his. Oh. And and another one that's really textbook Minnesota nice. And I'll wrap it up quickly here. Is at the when you're having a big family meal like Thanksgiving or Christmas, mm-hmm. you um, if there's only one, you know, one serving of stuffing left, you say, 
Does anybody else want this stuffing? Well, what that really means is, I would like the stuffing, please. Well, but yeah, they, I just... But they I ask just, first, and then what if somebody says yes? Then you don't get the stuffing. Whereas you could just say, um, I'm going to have this, or just take it. Or just or, take it. Yeah. And here's my mindset of that, and my approach is, if I see only one thing left, then I don't really need it that bad, so I never take it. I try never to take the last thing ever. Interesting. Never. I don't even ask. I just don't. I just don't take it. Even if I wanted, I'd be like, "Eh, somebody else can use that." Somebody well, else needs it. that is actually common as well. And then guess what happens? Nobody takes it. Yeah, and you end up throwing it away. I've seen that a lot too because nobody oh, wants believe, to take it. Believe me, I'm not saying my way is the best way. No, but I think that falls into the Native American Scandinavian thing. Yep. What we're talking about is nobody and wants to. You get a to... bunch of white people running all over you. <laughs> Yeah, because Scandinavians aren't white. Well, not 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 Anglo. What is it? Anglo. Yeah, Anglo. Anglo-Saxon. Saxon. Yeah. So those British people, I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've got no qualifications, so here's our recommendations. Well, first of all, I wanted to let you know that I listened to the album you recommended on last week's show. Cool. Uh, the Damien The Damien Rice album, O. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a single O letter. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really nice. Um, <laughs> Minnesota nice. No. <laughs> I, I found it really relaxing. And the woman, I can't remember her name, that Lisa, was singing. Lisa Hannigan. Lisa Hannigan. She was mm-hmm. excellent. Their voices mixed really well together. Yep. Um, it was really pleasant, I guess, is what I, I wanted to say. And cool. I think that I can, I, I can add that to my recommendation nice. now, too. It's a it's, it's different vibe. It's got a definite, you know, you're not going to want to listen to this when you're trying to, you know, work out or anything. But Right, right. It's, it's very, very nice back. and peaceful, laid back. Yeah. Okay, that said, we're going to try something different this week. Okay. Because we got We're going to listen to an entire album. <laughs> right now. No, we got a that. recommendation from John Fitzpatrick on Twitter. Cool. Yep, I saw John that. Fitzpatrick at FitzJohnP. And I he should was, say I saw that because you emailed it to me because I'm not on Twitter this week. That's right. I'm I'm keeping you abreast if something important comes yes, through Twitter. Yes, been you've been doing excellent. Um, so John recommended a a podcast. I think NPR Music does it. It's called All Songs Considered, and yep, he was. It's NPR. He was sent it to you and and to mm-hmm. us specifically for I think it was episode four. It's mm-hmm. called "While My Guitar Gently Sings: A Conversation with Delicate Steve." So this guy, Delicate Steve, who I made, had actually never heard of, you haven't heard of him? I hadn't mm-hmm. either. He recorded an instrumental guitar rock record, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm who would I'm ever interested. do something crazy like that? I know, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I I think I'd like to look at. He, I mean, I'm. I think John wanted you to see it. Oh, because, I'm absolutely going to listen to it, yes. But I think that would be really... And he said that... What did he say? He said it was a good listen and a very good interview or something. Mm-hmm. Fun interview, yeah. Fun I, interview. I, that's on my list of podcasts now to go check out because, you know, you can do like... You don't have to subscribe to one to get them all. You just go and you pick right. one and download it. So I've right. gotten that downloaded to my phone and the next time I'm listening to the podcast and it comes up in the list and it's, you know, near the top. So I'll hear it probably in the next few days. I definitely want to listen to that. And he said, listen up, Judo Fuse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So his recommendation actually reminded me of another podcast. I I recommended this to you once, uh, probably Mm -hmm. about, I don't know, eight, nine months ago, called Song Exploder. 
Yes. And that was recommended to my to me by my friend Ellen. Same same Ellen that gave me the fabulous pencils. Oh yes. And what this what this podcast does is it ex- brings on inter- they interview musicians mm-hmm. and then the musicians take apart their songs and then they tell the story of how they were made piece by piece. Yes, which is incredibly interesting to me. And me too. I love it. I love learning where a certain line comes from or what they're thinking, what the song means to them, that kind of stuff. And uh, I've listened to not many of them. I've listened to Old Crow Medicine Show, which I really mm-hmm. liked. It was about a song called Dearly Departed Friend. I actually got pretty choked up about that with when I listened to that one. Oh, wow. And then there was one... one uh, by the Lumineers, Ophelia. With that one was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that they're. I looked it up last night. I see that they have. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, they have one for La La Land, one of the songs from La La Land, and the score okay. from Moonlight. So, but they have lots of different musicians, big names, and and names I've never heard of. And mm-hmm. each episode is like quick. It's like 15 to 20 minutes, which. You know, oh. you and I have barely wrapped up talking about sugar in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We're barely through the intro in 15 minutes. Yeah, so I took down a few names that are... And this is, it's one podcast about one song. So Bjork, yep. uh, U2, Metallica, Wilco, Garbage, Iggy Pop, Weezer, Bus Driver. Wow. Bus Driver is a rapper from L.A. I'd never heard of Bus Driver. I didn't see... Yeah, I don't think I know that, per, that, that either. Um is Bjork's just her talking about, you know, how it came to her out of fairy dust and birds and swans? And <laughs> I don't know. I haven't <laughs> listened to that one. None of those are I like, ones I like I've some of to. her stuff. It's just she seems, she seems like she would take that in a crazy tangent direction <laughs> if you had to interview her about anything. Well, it sounds like our kind of podcast then. Yeah, so I definitely need to listen to that one. And there was one by a band called Blonde Redhead, which I'm drawn to because that's pretty much what I am Yeah, nowadays. True. So anyway, that is also a good podcast that I can recommend. Awesome. That, I'm, I really enjoy this stuff like that, so I definitely need to go listen to some more of those. I've heard one of those. I can't remember what it was. It was back when you told me about it last, you know, end of last year that I went mm-hmm. and listened, and I don't even remember what it was, which is not probably good to say in the recommendation <laughs> right, right, right. section. <laughs> well, the Old but Crow I Medicine Show is one that I think yeah. everybody would like. Yeah. I'd probably be interested in Metallica, but honestly, most of the stuff that they – have ever said in their interview makes me like not want to listen to their music so oh, i try really? to stay away from what they their opinions on stuff well this one is from their recent album oh which i hadn't actually even heard so yeah now if they're gonna go back and talk about master puppets you know then then we got then deal. you're gonna listen okay mm-hmm. all right hey, how about you any recommendations this week um stay off of twitter it's it's good <laughs> okay sounds good Break from social media for a while. It's in the in the news and just kind of live day to day. It's it's it's. That's a great I, recommendation. I, short term, yes, definitely. Hey, how's it going? You good? How's the fam? Cool, cool. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Speak Tangents or via email at Speaking of Tangents Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can also visit our website at speakingoftangents.com for all the relevant links and info relevant to this podcast. I thought that's pretty clear. I'm just clarifying since we're kind of into that lately. Oh, and if you haven't been enjoying the podcast, you know, we're sorry that you had to endure it this long, but we're also sort of confused as to why you're still listening to something you don't really enjoy. Thanks, though. 
And regardless, we'd love to hear from you too, so be sure to Snapface or InstaChat with us. We'll get back to you in the appropriate amount of time on either of those. Thanks. So do we have any feedback this week? Yes, we do. In fact, um, remember last week, well, first of all, let me say, I feel like we must have been pretty... I, I sort of remember last week. Uh, you sort of sorta. remember. Yeah, that was a week ago. Must have been the lack of sugar. Yeah. We must have been pretty smart last week because we got no corrections or clarifications from Stat Young Man. Wow. Then yeah. everything we said was 100% correct. I am proud to say that. Yes. Uh, but we did ask for two clear. Actually, we asked for three clarifications, and mm-hmm. we got all three of them. So well, first, remember we were very confused with John Miller uh, telling us about black coffee, and then they said to add cream and two sugars or something. And yeah, that article said black coffee regular. A, a, a regular, regular was black coffee, which is also a coffee with cream and two sugars. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not black. <laughs> yeah, what? We, we thought our whole world was changed. Yes. But anyway, he got back to us at, on Twitter at JKM563. He said they were referring to most places, regular coffee is black. So that's that article was incorrect. It seems to that yeah. to be the case, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we remember... Which makes we, sense. I mean, that... Cause it does, regular, yep. If you think about it, yeah. And remember when we were talking about watermelon and... Jenny Robbins oh, said yes. she she said she didn't like watermelon, and then mm-hmm. her favorite picnic food was red velvet. Mm-hmm. And then we wanted to know if it was watermelon infused red velvet cupcakes. We were very confused, and we asked, "Well, would she make them for the TK Jingle Fest?" Yes. She got back to us at Robbins underscore Jenny. She says, "I was referring to my favorite my picnic my favorite picnic food, red velvet, not watermelon." And mm-hmm. she. She gives what looks to me like a yuck emoji. And she said, and here's the important part. And yes, I'll make cupcakes for our outing. Yes, that's the most important part. Yes. I, awesome. I, so red velvet, there's nothing, there is no kind of food that's red velvet bef- besides red velvet cupcakes or cake, right? Red velvet is just chocolate with red food coloring, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. So... We need another clarification. I guess I need a clarification. Is She says her favorite picnic food is red velvet, but what exactly? Like red velvet frosting or cake or cupcakes or cookies or what? Cake is the only thing I know of that can be red velvet. And you could like make it into cupcakes. You could make it into a cake. You oh, could, I've had I've red seen, velvet cookies. Yeah, I've seen cookies, but they're like soft cake kind of cookies. Oh my gosh, they're, not, they're so good. They're not like, you know, a chocolate chip cookie. They don't have the, no, the no. texture of that. So they're no. much like much more like a cake cookie. It's like a, a cookie sugar cake. cookie with red velvet frosting. Right. So I, I think red velvet is chocolate with red food coloring. Okay. Well, you're probably right, but we do need a clarification. It's what it tastes like. So it's good. Yeah, but thanks for and getting I'm back all to us. For, yes. Yeah, John absolutely. And, Jenny. And, and thanks for <laughs> saying you'll make cupcakes for the bus tour or the Jingle Fest yes. or, you know. Or both, wherever you want to bring them, I'll eat them. Yeah, uh, this that wasn't that'll make that'll be an exception that I make for the treats. Yes, absolutely. And we got another clarification. Remember last week we asked if Brad Weiss had any vices. What was Brad's mm-hmm. white? What is Brad Weiss's vice? That's that's all. That's the question I've been thinking about this entire week. Yeah, well, you know what? He already told us that prior to last week, and um, <laughs> wait a minute, what? He emailed us and told us that. His vice was podcasts that stink. <laughs> and so I so guess us. this is one of those because we didn't even 
see. Oh, actually, I'm sure we saw it, but forgot about it. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, that was in the Will Wheaton email. Yes. Which I'll leave it to you to, to put that puzzle together to figure out why he said he emailed us Will Wheaton and nothing else. Yeah, he just said It makes Will total Wheaton. sense. And I asked him then, is Will Wheaton is your vice? Because <laughs> I didn't know where he what he was saying. And then he said his vice was podcasts that stink and totally forgot about it. And we did a whole podcast and said he didn't answer us. But in reality, he did. So this qualifies as a podcast that stinks. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so those were our three qualifications. And we got more... Yeah, clarifications. Yeah. What did I say? Okay. Qualifications. Well, we, we may not have actually three qualifications for anything. We have no qualifications. <laughs> but here's our recommendations. Yeah. So here's our recommendations. Okay. We, we did get more people weighing in on the watermelon. Mm-hmm. Robert Colpine or Colpine mm-hmm. or Colpin. He does the merchandise for Tony Show, right? I think he does. It, mm-hmm. It's at, R, at R-K-O-L-P-I-E-N. Yep. He said, just getting in on the watermelon discussion, it makes me violently ill to even smell it. So that's I, quite a reaction. I have, once again, I am amazed. I'm surprised. I am I feel bad for people that don't like watermelon. I am not it's, surprised. Okay. Um, I guess I guess I you know it, it this is all on me. I mean, I'm 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 not only I thought I was in not only the majority but then in the unanimous majority and in fact, I may be in the minority of people who who enjoy watermelon. It appears to be it appears to be so. Uh, yeah. Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick, he answered two things in his tweet. He said that the way we pronounce the way that I pronounced patently last week, I said mm-hmm. I've heard people say patently mm-hmm. is the way he often hear those with British accents say that word. No, oh, well, we've had our discussion on Brit, what we think of England exactly. Today, so. Yep, and he said he also hates watermelon, which <sighs> affirmation, baby. Yeah, I, I, I mean, how much more defeated can I be on this? Well, you won't this be because here's one. Adam mm-hmm. Benson, at Benson underscore the comic, mm-hmm. says, I love watermelon. I'll take all the watermelons. Well, there so you there go. you go. More for us, Adam. More for us. Apparently, we're the only two people in the world that like watermelon anymore. So maybe if Adam's coming to Jingle Fest, he can bring a bunch of watermelons. That would be great. <laughs> uh, and then, Really, he'd only need to bring one because me and him would split it. That's and that right. You it. only need one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Patrick Moffat again tweeted us about quantum entanglement or QE. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. Quantent. Quantent, yes. As he you said. Know, people in the know like to call it. Exactly. Nobody More quantum entanglement. We, well, I did last week. Quantment. Quantment. <laughs> Nobody in the know calls it that. Okay. More <laughs> quantum. He said he wants more quantum entanglement discussion. Not kidding. All Need right. a science segment every week to make up for the national decline. <laughs> I'm all for that. And then Luke Overby <laughs> wrote him back and tweeted back at Luke Overby. He says, mm-hmm. Patrick and I were thinking this at the same time, separated by 4,000 miles. Coincidence or physics? Hashtag QE. <laughs> oh, excellent. So, so Stat Youngman did, did get back to us. He did. But just he didn't have any clarifications. Without just, ice. Yeah. He well, didn't put ice on this one, no. No. And I will say that um, I responded to both of them and said, when he asked, is it coincidence or physics? It's both. Yes, I, I saw that. You know, physics would say that it's actually both. And it doesn't 
until we actually look into it to determine which one it is, it stays both, and then it decides right at that moment. You lost me at both. <laughs> it's, it's binary. It's all binary. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then I understand completely. There you go. And now, you remember last year when I just could not remember that it was Gumby, not Gumbo? I kept calling last Gumby. Last year? What? Last did, year? Do I remember last year? Did I say last year? Yes. Last week. Okay. <laughs> last week. I thought it was... I kept saying Gumbo when I was trying to talk... I was trying to say Gumby. Yes. And Patrick Moffat again tweeted us and said, Gumbo? <laughs> and he said, as I listened, I was envisioning a bizarre bowl of deliciousness with Murphy's Gumby sm- smiling up at me. <laughs> and Benson, the comic, Adam Benson said, listening to her trying to say Gumby was hilarious. Yeah. Um, it came to me about an hour after we finished. That's the way it works with these things. Yeah. yeah, it came to me that it was Gumby just out of the blue and I emailed yep. you and I said, Gumby! Yeah, one word, Gumby. Well, <laughs> the funniest part to me was that you said gumbo and then you said gummy bears yeah. right after that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I said, you take one syllable from that and put it with the other and still we didn't get there. <laughs> I still didn't get there. I, I was so convinced I was right. I kept repeating so it. Great. And I really thought you were wrong on this. And like I, I was just going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. It's Gumbo. <laughs> After the eighth time. Uh, so, yes, it's Gumby, who I was trying to say. I very much enjoyed that. <laughs> um, and we got a tweet from Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T. Mm-hmm. And this is very positive. He said, I just had a very positive customer service customer service." cervix okay let's just start right over um i just had a very positive customer service experience with my insurer which made me think of speaking of tangents so maybe you need to find out what his insurance is yeah need to find out who his insurer is for my insurance yes (laughs) um all right i got a i got a soundcloud feedback oh. to my personal account not oh, our is, not our yeah, podcast this is awesome. okay. uh, to my personal account which i think is kjo i should probably I so. know that but i don't know for sure anyway I don't know what mine is. this was from maria mcpherson 8961 mm-hmm. that sounds like a real person it does especially the 8961 mm-hmm. she said hi i the mysterious asian g try me to solve <laughs> <laughs> And then there was a link that I did not click on, nor will I ever. <laughs> probably a good idea. Yep. So now I'm getting personal SoundCloud messages. Wow. It's, a little disappointing uh, that we didn't get world. any. Yeah, it was a little disappointing we didn't get any from, you know, to our podcast SoundCloud account. But Yeah, well, it's, those are few and far between, but those are always um, interesting. Is that the word, I guess? Interesting would be a good way to describe it. Cool. Now, Amazon reviews. Do we have any this week? Yes, we do. Great. The aforementioned watermelon, since so mm -hmm. many people seem to be saying they don't like the taste of it, I thought I would go to a, a, well, a mostly unbiased source, the Amazon reviewers, and look up watermelon and see, you know, basically trying to prove my point of watermelon is good. Everybody likes watermelon. These people are crazy. You needed some reinforcements? And so, yeah, basically. So I went to my trusty Amazon reviewers, okay. and I typed in watermelon in Amazon, and it came up. The first thing was, amazing grass green superfood energy watermelon. What does that mean? I, it has watermelon in it, so we're going with it. 
Okay, so it's not an actual watermelon from the, the produce section. Hey, 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 you make all the decisions you want. You decide on that for yourself. It, it says watermelon, and it came up <laughs> under the search of watermelon. So I'm calling it watermelon. Okay, read the title to me one more time. Okay. Um, amazing Grass Green Superfood Energy Watermelon. Watermelon, right there in in the title. Okay, watermelon. Got it's it. It's got a pic. It's got a picture of watermelon of a watermelon on the container. Okay. All right. So, we, watermelon. All right. So these reviews are reviews of the taste of watermelon, is the way I look at it. I mean, I, I think we can all just agree on that and just move on. Okay. Um, I agree. First one, four stars. So you know they're not biased. They're not just putting out there. They're not paying for reviews. It's four stars. Four stars. Um, okay. And this one might be close to your heart. Um, the title is. Cinnamon and almond coconut milk turned this into a good smoothie. Oh. <laughs> a okay. touch of cinnamon and almond coconut milk turned this into a good smoothie. Four stars. So, hey, that's a that's I would consider that pro watermelon taste. Wouldn't you yes, agree? Yes, well. Let's move on. Only if you add number cinnamon. Number 2. <laughs> number 2. Um this product gives me a headache about 2 hours after I've consumed it. I've experimented with it for weeks and on the days that I don't drink it, I have no headache. I'm not sure what causes it. Oh, and it gives me gas. <laughs> okay. Three stars. So, I mean, that's that's. I would say that's probably more in the middle because it didn't say that it didn't like the taste of it. So, I think the taste of watermelon wins out in that one, even though it gives him a headache, and he's obviously not smart enough to realize it's the thing giving him the headache. Exactly. Well, yeah. And the tone of course, of, the gas. The tone of the the tone of the review is squarely in the middle. Yeah. So, I I would say that's you know. Anything not negative watermelon is pro watermelon as far as I'm concerned. So if you're not, you know, you're not against me, you're for me. Isn't that how it goes? Exactly. Um, uh, next, um, actually tastes like grass. <laughs> so that's probably negative. Um, let's well, see. How many stars? Uh, that'd be two stars. Two stars. So okay. we've gone four stars, three stars, two stars. So this, this next one is one star. Um, okay. Great product, worst taste ever. So. <laughs> Um, that seems to be good. a mixed message there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say that's probably, you know, it's, it's still good. Even though they say worse taste, they're saying it's a good product. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say that's – I'm going to put that in the undecided pile. You know, like if we're counting – if we're doing a recount on votes, that's in the undecided. You yeah. can't really say that's one way or another for sure. Yeah, as I um, said before, the other one was in the middle. This is also clearly in the undecided column. Yes, okay. And uh, here's one five stars. So Ooh. I'm count. I'm. I'm going. I don't even really need to read this one. We can just count this one five stars. Good product, but I would not recommend this flavor. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll okay. Move on to the next one. Here's another two star one. Uh, this is the last one. Um, I'm sorry, but this tastes like dirt. <laughs> I really tried to like this product, but every time I take it, I have to throw up because of the taste. Not great, but still two stars. So. Wow, if you're throwing I'm up. I'm sure it's clear to everyone, it's obvious, that um, watermelon is a great flavor, and um, this just backs my point up of how great it is. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, 100%. Excellent. So, anything else for this week? Nope, that'll do. Okay, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onsted. Created by KJ Onsted and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. With the exception of Minnesota Nice, which was all KJ Onsted.
Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Production assistant is KJ Onstead. Craft services provided by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Stylists are KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Speaking of style, I've got two words and only two words for you. Justin Timberlake. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas. And I love you.